welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Now, I know we give uh, Kazi Rai a lot of, like, I know people give him grief for the whole Ridge Racer thing. Oh, But that. I have got to say, <laughs> the man was on to something. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, everyone. Ridge. It's for the Vita reveal. That's remember what it was. It was like Ridge Racer. It was either the Vita or the PSP, right? I think sure. he was showing a classic Ridge Racer game on something. Like, you could play classic games. It might have been Vita, but I it think it was, Vita. it was one of the two. Yeah. Man, like, I know that's memed, you know, here and back. But, like, he was onto something. Because for the past month or so, um, Ridge Racer 2, the classic PSP version of Ridge Racer 2, mm-hmm. um, got released onto the PS Plus Premium. And I was actually surprised to learn that that game had never been released in North America. Like, the release of it was canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it it's more or less, like, just a bit expanded from what I've read from the original Ridge Racer PSP, which did get released in North America. But let me tell you, that game was real fun. Like, <laughs> I, I'm saying Ridge Racer now. I'm like, that now game was fun. Now you Ridge Racer. What's, what's behind the hype? Like... The excitement in his voice, the glint in his eye, like, it all makes so much sense now. Um, Ridge Racer 2, the PSP version, looks, like, really good mm-hmm. um, as an upscaled PS5 port of the game. It's also on PS4. Um, like, the amount of content is, like, actually surprising to me. There's, like, I want to say 32 different, like, like, um, like cups, and each of them have, like, two to four tracks, or some, some of them even have six um, there's like six different driving classes like of speed with like I want to say nine or ten vehicles in each one mm-hmm. so like going through it there's a lot of stuff there's like a there's like a versus mode where you go head to head against somebody there's time attack there's survival mode there's an arcade mode where it's like timed like that like there's a clock going down at the beginning of, uh, of the race that uh-huh. you get checkpoints and you get more time for and then there is of course the you know the circuit races where you have to like keep winning like if if it's a two race thing you can get second place on the first one but you have to win the second one or replay that particular race so it's kind of like different from mario kart in that you can't actually finish the cups without you know placing Mm -hmm. like actually placing first in the last race um but i found it to be like not too challenging I've, i've done most of them except for like the really tough ones they start throwing at you towards the end there is a difficulty selector, so you can have easy, normal, or hard. Um, for something like Ridge Racer, I find that like playing with the AI cars on easy, and I do this with like Need for Speed as well, mm-hmm. um, really helps when it comes to rubber banding and stuff like that. But once you get into the higher speed classes, it's 
Ridge Racer is really all about drifting, and it's almost like the car is just auto-steering while you're doing the most, like, insane, unrealistic arcade drifts mm -hmm. I've ever seen. Like, there is no realism to this game. It's all just, like, dry, like turning into a drift, and then your car just accelerates sideways. Oh, how, what fun would it be if it was realistic? Where's the fun in that? Exactly. This is, like... Like, I, I played some Gran Turismo 7, like, in tandem with this the first couple weeks, and I'm like, this is the anti-Gran Turismo. It's literally the exact opposite. It's literally playing with Hot Wheels versus, like, playing with real cars. <laughs> just just to get into it a little bit here at the top of the show, because I've been, I've been wanting to talk about this for weeks, but we uh -huh. had so many, like, preamble things, things yeah. like the top 10 games. Yeah, um, like... The, the track design is pretty cool. Um, I think they take tracks from all of the old, like, PS1 Ridge Racer games, and they've, like, I, I don't want to say remastered, but, like, mm -hmm. they've remastered them for, for, like, PSP 2006 and stuff like that. Um, like, Chill Island vibes and, like, almost, like, Tokyo Expressway from, from Gran Turismo-looking um, tracks. Um, there's the daytime and nighttime tracks. Um, the soundtrack is, like, endless. There's, like, so many songs on the soundtrack, and they're all just so good. Like, everything about this game just works. It's 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 since launch last month become my favorite game to just pick up and play off PS Plus Premium. And one of the best racing games I think I've ever played, simply because it's just so easy to pop in and out of mm -hmm. for, like, 10 or 20 minutes and be really satisfied at, you know just having a good time they don't make games like this anymore which is kind of sad no i think hot wheels is the closest thing you'll get to it but no they'll never make another game like ridge racer like f-zero is a franchise that has not been touched at all i don't know yeah and then like i think of f-zero and i think of like really really difficult whereas ridge racer it's like it can be but you can tweak the difficulty mm -hmm. and then hot wheels feels more akin to something like a kart racer Whereas this is like, there's nothing that I've played that's like this. There's no game that I can actually compare it to because it's, in essence, not really a driving game. It's like a, a, a drifting game that, or, I don't know, it just takes place inside cars. There's more mechanics <laughs> under the hood of the game that, that, that just, it's not a real driving game. It just acts like mm -hmm. one, I guess, if, if I was going to put it in a certain way. It's just... Something that I never imagined I would latch on to as, like, as much as I did before it came out on, on Premium. Mm -hmm. But, like, now it's, like, I can't see myself actually deleting it off my, my PS5 dashboard. I just, I want it there because I keep coming back to it. I mean, <laughs> there's not much to delve into it, like, unless I go track by track. But mm. that's, a lot of the tracks are very similar. Um, but like the visuals and all that stuff, it's so good. I love it. Cosmo's right. Ridge right, Racer. Ridge <laughs> Racer. He was excited. He was so excited for that. He was very excited. Now I want them to make a new Ridge Racer. Maybe I could get Ridge Racer for the for the Vita. It, I think there is a Ridge Racer for the Vita, and there's one for the 3DS, and there's one for the PS3. And then there's one for the 360. I think both of the old, the 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 seventh gen consoles might have like launched with a Ridge the different Ridge Racer. Game, That's interesting. Yeah, um, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty. I was I was in the the wormhole of Ridge Racer, looking up all the games and and stuff when when I started playing. Um, but sadly, there hasn't been one in a long time. And now I'm like, what would a PlayStation Five Ridge Racer uh, game look like? So I'm like, come on, Bandai Namco, 
Let's get a new Ridge Racer. <laughs> Man, they're busy with everything else. They got so much other yeah. things they got to deal with. I know they're doing all the anime games. I'm playing yeah. a Bandai Namco game right now, the the One Piece Odyssey. I'm like mm-hmm. 18 hours into that, and I'm like addicted to that in a strange way that's like obsessive. I think, but um, we'll need a lot more time to 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 delve into that one today. We have uh, a few things to discuss here on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure, where we're going to continue with some Tropical Freeze, and if we have time, uh, another game, and regardless of whether or not we have time or not, we have a few news stories this week, the first big news stories of 2023. Uh, My name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert, and this week I say, Robert, how you doing? Yeah, doing fine. How have you been? I've been busy, (laughs) but fine. (laughs) Actually, not a lot of time for games this week, so I've played most of my games this week, uh, this weekend. So, uh, Fall Guys update, I, I should be at level 200 and complete all marathon challenges by the time we record the next episode, mm-hmm. if all goes well. So, I'm looking forward to that. Not much else going on. So, why don't we get into our continuation of Tropical Freeze. Now, like I said last week, we'll be doing One World each week of Tropical Freeze in addition to normal game coverage on our show. Uh, This week we're going to take a look at the third world of Tropical Freeze. It is the Bright Savannah. This world is a bit different from the start because it's more flat than Mm. the first two worlds. It's not much of a climb throughout like the actual design of the world. Mm. And a lot of the levels, and maybe this is just me noticing um i've played them a few times this week maybe it's just me noticing but a lot of levels seem more like zoomed into the character um like traditional platformer but like there's not a lot of things going on in the background uh-huh. for a majority of these levels um that take place on flatlands um but there is a lot of like and this is probably a stylistic choice because everything else was so zoomed out before this whereas like things are more immediate to your character in, in this world um we start with Grassland Groove, mm-hmm. which it's a lot of people's favorite level, and I would agree that it's a great level. It's pretty good. I don't think it's my favorite, though. Uh, wait, level in the sense of that world or all time? In what context? Well, what people consider 3-1 to be, like, the best in the game, and okay. I'm like, I don't know about that. It's nice. It's, it's got a, a nice- lot of spectacle to it. Yeah, maybe not agree with it's the best, but it is a nice level. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it, wouldn't take that away from it. It's, it is a nice level. Yeah, um, it starts out pretty traditionally, but it's musical. All the platforms, the tree branches, they're kind of dancing along to a uh-huh. song that's playing in the background. Good song. Um, yeah, um, it's catchy. Um, certain platforms will have grass on top, kind of like hair that you'd roll across to mm-hmm. give a haircut almost mm-hmm. to like an animal post. And it would either like cause something to appear in front of you or it would like lift up so you can um, climb some vines at the top of the screen and then drop onto another one. Um, but I think what the most like important part of level is is when you blast into the background and there's like... I don't know what you'd call them, like animal posts that you like grab onto mm-hmm. that are it's dancing like, and singing along to the music. I guess they're per- they're just like straw parade floats is the best way I could describe yeah. them as. It's like yeah, those that's giant what I was thinking. Parade floats that people make like straws out of. And I'm like, I'm talking hay. So it's kind of like a happy level in the midst of uh-huh. this um, invasion that's going on in the background of Tropical Freeze where the snowmads are kind of trying to conquer these islands. 
the so you're 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 climbing and swinging along these uh like parade floats giraffes and zebras they're bouncing along to the beat um towards the end there's little like snake um statue things that you're climbing and they're twisting and turning you're holding on and jumping from one to another until you kind of like it comes to a crescendo at the end for like admittedly a spectacle of a level i i guess what's I can I, can, I never really thought about it but when you bring up these like ideas that it's very flat. I never realized that it is very flat. Uh, there are like climbing, but it's not climbing in the sense of a mountain. It's climbing in the sense of you're on a platform and it raises you up to get to the next area. It's kind of yeah. Does the fiery hedgehog appear or porcupine appear in this level or no? It's the next one I think. He he appears in the next one because we got but some he new doesn't enemy have a types. Theme around him. Yeah, yeah. we ha- we have some new enemy types in this one. Um, but just on that topic of, of flatness, um, the, the first two worlds have us literally climbing a mountain mm-hmm. as we go through the levels, where this really just takes the idea of a savanna being like a flat open field. So we have different things that come into play here, like mm-hmm. weather phenomenons and some of the other levels. That is true. The next level is, uh, we'll talk about it in the next level, but I think this one's just pretty much a safe uh, level, pretty much. There's nothing much going on with it besides what we were already pointed out it it feels like the joyous celebration before everything in world three just starts going wrong because Mm. this is where we have like extreme you know weather phenomenons going on but we do have like a level where things haven't quite got to that point yet called bow bob bonanza this is that one where those spiky fruits are rolling down constantly in front of you it's just big fruit little fruit rolling on the platform so gotta avoid them now i like this level with funky better because since he has the surfboard he can bounce off the the fruits Mm -hmm. um and he won't get hit by the spikes obviously so you can use that to you know aid yourself in the the speed running strategies Still haven't done a funky run, so I wouldn't know how that that is. I'm still just basing it off my DK run. Yeah, I've done both. Um, I replay, I like I did my DK run of this particular world uh, again, a f- like before we recorded the first one. So I've been using funky to kind of like refresh myself, and I've like I've gone back to do some of like the time trials with funky, and it's so much more fun to like have that momentum and that double jump. Mm-hmm. Yet I'm still getting like bronze medals. So <laughs> those time trials are, are too difficult. I don't think I can. Do oh, them. they are, and you know, there's They're a level beyond gold. There's a sparkly okay. gold that That's... they don't even tell you what the requirement is. <laughs> it's a hard game. Um, this level also has tall flowers that kind of those flowers that lean from side to side so there's you know some of the puzzle pieces require to get bananas like towards the end when the giant fruit is chasing you um you have to use those flowers to help you get bananas in order for a puzzle piece to appear that's something i've been kind of getting into um is going back and getting the puzzle pieces um man they're obtuse some of them are obtuse so there there's a steep hill in the middle of this level with a ton of the fruits coming at you and then Mm -hmm. like i said that giant one at the end um, that has one of those drops where if you're holding on to the vines and the platform will fall and you have to jump to the side. Um, we saw that in a bonus level, but I think this is kind of gearing you up for like World 6 where every other time you're climbing a vine is something that's going to drop. That's true. Yeah, that's pretty true. It does, DK does do that, like introduce something. Sometimes, it like we were discussing in the last episode, it is like within the bonus world, so it's kind of yeah. difficult to get that kind of warmer before you actually get to it. 
After that, we have Frantic Fields, which is 3-3. Extreme weather conditions and small tornadoes that send DK or Funky. They send him flying if he doesn't roll through them. Mm-hmm. Also, we have uh, this is the second Rambi level. It is. It is the second Rambi level. This, I'm telling you, it's the one with um, as at uh, DK3 level. It's the Lightning Storm level. Yes, that I didn't actually think of that when I was playing because you know there there are parts on this. I, I actually think it's a little more like with that school of thought that that tropical freeze comes from. It doesn't feel as like random and like nonsensical as the the lightning strike level. Like uh-huh. here, it's always like it's always going to be in the same exact spot. So if your timing is down with how you're going through with Rambi, or if you lose Rambi, if you're just rolling through, like the lightning will always strike in the same exact spots. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't, so it doesn't feel as like evil as yeah, that lightning a, strike one. You, <laughs> yeah, you, you it has can... a set pattern. You can basically figure it out and kind of reset the pattern if you know where it ends and where it starts and when it cues in and when it doesn't. Yeah, um, we have a spot towards the middle where there's a a good use of perspective with enemies blowing in from the background that you will most likely just dodge with no problem, but Mm -hmm. they can come to the foreground and hit you. There's also like a wind tunnel where you have to keep hitting the dash button with Rambi and mm-hmm. either jumping or running under some of those flaming porcupines. And then um, you're blasted into the eye of the storm in a really cool section towards the end where you're just like running and jumping along floating platforms oh, that are, it is. Being, yeah, it's that like are a, wiggling. And, that's yeah. a big storm. That's, <laughs> think about it. I wonder what part of the island that is because that's a massive storm just to be... Just to be on one single level, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if yeah. it doesn't affect other parts. Like, it's such whiplash between 3-1 and 3-3 as well. Because, like, we go from this celebration to, like, this just absolute chaos. Um, that It just keeps getting worse and worse, too. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of this level is a is a, a cool yet uh, maddening section, especially the first time you go through this, where you cannot actually make the jump up to the goal barrel while the lightning is coming down extremely fast. So you have like a split second window to jump before the lightning strikes you at the end mm-hmm. and you get into that goal barrel. Pretty, pretty fun level. It, it Again, like World 3 is where things start to get like mechanically interesting. Yeah. Um, but I don't think my favorite ones come until much later in the game. Like I happen to think World 6 is like a masterpiece in this. Uh, after 3-3, three, three, we have 3-4, which is Scorch and Torch. The Savannah is now on fire, mm-hmm. and we have th- this is the level that revolves around those fiery porcupines. There are vines that are on fire. There is parts of the ground that are on fire. Is this one with the water berries, or is that a different level? Yes, this is this level. So this is the one where you have the wa- yeah. So there's two actually that feature those. Mm-hmm. Um, but one comes later. One's a one a one yeah, I yeah, think yeah. is either the ending or the bonus level. Um. But these water balloons, you can use them to put out the porcupines. Or if you can't grab onto a rope, you can throw one of the water berries at the rope. There's obviously puzzles and puzzle pieces to be solved and found using this mechanic. Um, Sometimes there's parts of the ground that will start getting set on fire as you walk onto them. Yeah, yeah. There are screaming posts that come slamming down into the ground, and you either have to wait for them or run or or hit the dash button, the roll button to to get away from them before they come down. And then there are parts; these parts I actually think are clever. 
where the the trees will start burning and sinking into the ground but you won't have enough height to get to the next one so you've got to keep jumping up the same one as new platforms come from above the screen yeah yeah. it's um definitely reminds me of those um oh what, what what were they I guess those weird tractor elevator things from the first one. Yes, of that, like, yes, from the first from one. Up, it's literally like that. I forgot what they are. I don't remember. I guess we can call them uh, from the first game. I'm trying to really think what we we, we can name them. I guess um, they're like elevator things. What, what what's what what's an elevator platforms that are able to move like big heavy like objects? like lifts like lifts. Lift? Basically, yeah, they're lifts. Basically, there we go. They're lifts. Basically, so. I was doing the, we'll get to this in a few weeks, but I was doing the World 5 um, K level. Yeah. It's a whole level with those lifts that reminded me of um, Donkey Kong Country 1 where you have to jump at the last second. Uh Like, it's a whole level that revolves around those. It drove me crazy. But that's, that's not World 3. So after that, nice little, like, change of pace here. Twilight Terror. At the beginning of this level, it plays uh, David Wise's newest version of Sticker Brush Symphony. Mm-hmm. And what a great song. I like this version. But we don't actually get to hear it that much. It just plays at the beginning and the end of the level. Because this is the first... I want to call it the first official Rocket Barrel level. Now, we did have that mm-hmm. bonus level it is. Um, back in World 2. But that was a bonus. So most people yeah. won't even get to that. Now, hear me out. Mm-hmm, you remember how the vine, the vine like sliding thing was also introduced in a bonus level? Uh-huh. And then the first level that has it, it out of the bonus levels was much harder because you had to hit those bells. Yeah. So this is the second rocket barrel level if you've done the bonus stages. But the first, but this time it's easier than the one with the mice. Like this is actually not that bad. There's a, there's just a few parts where you have to go under a like little, um, like like under little bridges and mm-hmm. then a few parts where you have to dodge fish whereas the mice one was like things were obscured you weren't sure whether you needed to go up or down whereas this one's like very well choreographed and not hard at all it's one of the most brief levels in the whole game yeah i, I I'm, I'm saying out of this whole game series that uh, i'm telling you, tropical freeze is a much easier rocket level compared to returns they're much easier. You were telling me that last week because, like, I, I told you I was probably going to rebuy Returns mm-hmm. for the, the 3DS to kind of – because, you know, I'm here here I go with the fixation on something. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I need to go I, – I, also, I feel wrong not having Returns um, when yeah. I have literally every other Donkey Kong Country game. Like, yeah. Um, so, like – other things about this level, it's it's very interesting thematically. The Frederick soldiers seem to have turned the the Savannah's River into like this fishing village. So mm-hmm. everything about it's like there's like crates full of fish that are being pulled out pulled of the water. You've got to go it's above. like um, yeah, K rules kind of idea how they're mining the mountains. Kind of it's kind of like back yes. to that. Yeah, and let's see what else I have here. Yeah, th- like I said, the giant fish, and I wrote on my notes here, an admittedly easy main introduction to the mechanic of the uh, <laughs> the, the the barrel blast, or the mm-hmm. rocket barrel levels. Um, now, like, there are harder vehicle levels later on. There's a harder barrel level. There's a harder minecart level, but they don't actually come until World 4 and 5. Our introduction to barrel blasting outside of that cave level that where everything starts falling apart in uh, World... I want to say that's World 2 as well. Um, we have Cannon Canyon, which is 3-6. It's mm-hmm. a short barrel blasting level, um, but it's like 
it's super cinematic. Um, this one is like mostly 2.5 to 3D as you blast through um, the stage. There are bundles of dynamite that'll blow up if you get too close to them. There are, there are sections where you are blasting through and you have to like go quick, otherwise a post will fall on you because the dynamite is blowing it up. This whole level is just revolving around blasting out of the barrels at the right time and yeah. avoiding like explosives. I like how looking, talking about now reminds me of like DK1 levels. Like there's the one in the snow world that are exactly like that. Like the barrels, you have to exactly. blast through them. It's kind of funny that they're... It's funny that it's, I guess, Tropical Fuse feels so much like a remix of all, like, the previous country games into a new one. It's very weird. Does it feel like that more than Returns? Yes. Returns felt genuinely like, you know, a continuation of the story. And it Mm -hmm. added new things to the Wii. And now Tropical Fuse is taking all the best parts of certain levels and ideas from all the other Like a greatest hit. Basically, now that I'm thinking about it, it kind of feels like that. Yeah. Um, so like this level is short, but I yeah. always liked it. I always liked the fact that like, um, towards the end of it is like, oh, you have a split second to make this like blasting decision so that this post doesn't fall on you. But it, then it gives you that extra little time. Like you can shoot it right away or you can wait a little longer and you'll still make it, mm-hmm. but you could always like mess yourself up by shooting yourself into the, the you know, the bundles of dynamite. Um, yeah. it's a level that like. Playing as Funky Kong doesn't really help if you're trying to make it easier. It's just a standard, like, barrel blasting level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, three boss is Triple Trouble. These are the the Ninja Baboons. Now, let me tell you something. (laughs) I had a really hard time with them the first time, but when I replayed the stage with Donkey Kong, I did it second try. Maybe that's just because I was so... My senses were so heightened after after doing the Owl boss (laughs) again. I'm, I'm thinking... Here's the thing, it's not the most difficult boss fight, but it's the most like, wow, I have to do that all over again. Once you die and have to reset, it's definitely one of those, oh, like, especially if you're towards the end, you know it, like, I'm right at the end and you you die. It's like, oh, come on now. It's like, it's difficult in the sense that it's long, and if you keep messing up towards the end, you're just going to keep repeating everything, and it's going to be such a long progress to get back. So... It's difficult yes. in that sense. It's not a difficult boss fight once you kind of figure it out. But I guess in your first try, you're going to mess up here and there. Yeah, so you have the, the baboons kind of like swinging through. Sometimes they'll have a hammer. Sometimes they'll drop a bomb. Sometimes they'll be upside down. So when they're yeah. upside down, you can jump on them. They all have their own health pool. Eventually, you'll have to avoid bombs while throwing bombs. The ghost ones come at the end. It's just a huge, long, taxing affair of a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like any of the bosses in this game. I have an issue with them. Like I like I don't actually like them. Like I like the walrus one because it's or the seal because it's simple, <laughs> and they have cool designs, especially this one. But I just don't like how they play out. Uh, it's for me. It's, it's this one and then the fish one are the ones I I don't like. Everything else is pretty much fine with me. Yeah, um, we'll get into the fish one next week. But mm-hmm. I found it hard until I used the um the stick for swimming mm. like for some reason the stick works so much better than the than the directional buttons on the switch joy cons for, yeah. for swimming um it, it, it reminds me almost of like diddy kong racing where like even if you were playing the ds version 
on a 3DS, it's easier to use the the hovercraft with the circle pad because mm-hmm. the hovercraft, I guess, was meant to be used with like the N64 uh, directional or like the, mm-hmm. the the stick on the on the 64. But that's that's next week. We do have a few bonus stages in cool. World Three. We we have uh, rickety rafters. I like this level a lot. It mm-hmm. feels more puzzle platformer than anything we've had um, in this game so far. But, like, everything is connected to you pulling a rope. So you pull a rope, a platform mm-hmm. will come. You might jump on a platform, and it'll start moving. Or you might throw something at a switch, and something will come up to you. Or a, a, something will lift up to where you can throw something at another switch. Um, like, everything. You you press a gear, pull a rope, and then things will move forward and crawl back. Like, like it, it reminds me of, like, some kind of, like some kind of like toy almost uh-huh. you know those toys where you put the the gears like you put like a gear toy where you put two gears next to each other and you turn one and the other one turns and then you put another one on and you turn it and they all turn that's what this level feels like this to is me. like what breakers remember breakers that you were talking about last earlier breakers <laughs> oh <laughs> like break no not the breakies <laughs> oh the breakies there we go remember the breakies no 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 it reminds me like you just put gears on a, like nah. a board and you turn them and they all start turning. But I don't I don't remember this bonus. I'm trying to really remember. Yeah, I, I, it's so weird because I feel like I just don't remember that bonus level. I'm trying to, and I know I've yeah. done it, and I'm trying to remember. It's it. definitely it's definitely one that's worth revisiting because I, as far as I can remember, there's no other like slower paced like mechanics heavy stages except maybe that one in world four where you're like searching for like keys or something Mm -hmm. if i if i remember correctly i don't like that one it actually reminds me of something from a ukulele in the impossible layer that did the same thing where you're like going around searching for five keys of a door i actually don't like when platformers like this um do like a stage like yeah those are yeah Oh, those are iffy for me. I'm, 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 it, they're uh, like slow. They're like yeah. very slow. They can take forever. You might get lost. It's like I, I don't especially like, time when a game like that doesn't make yeah time ones like Mario like that just when it was like I'm just wasting time yes. trying to figure out where to go. I mean, yeah. like not to say the whole entire Mario Bros. Two game is like essentially that, but like the whole game is that. Mm-hmm. But when you introduce it's something like that, it's like a one-off level. <laughs> yeah, then it's like okay, it's the whole it's the whole um, game. Yeah. Uh, then we have Bramble Scramble. So this is not Donkey Kong Country 2 Bramble Scramble. Um, oh, I forgot. <laughs> but for some reason, they didn't use the Sticker Brush Symphony music in this level when I thought it would have been a perfect, perfect fit to yeah. use that in this one. <laughs> Just off the name alone or the fact that you're in Bramble. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a brisk level, but it does push you along with uncertainty because the level is building itself things are shooting out of the bramble yeah. as you go through it you can't actually look ahead and see what's going on here uh-huh. it kind of reminds me of um a later world the fruit world where it's kind of like platforms yes. appear it reminds me of that mm-hmm. uh, level too that's kind of, like i said similar to bringing an idea that will show up very much later but it's a bonus level so some people are not yeah. gonna really figure that out it like i also like played the secret world for the first time last night (laughs) Mm -hmm. and there is a there is the the first level of that has to do with platforms appearing right in front of you but then like if you don't just keep moving they will yes they will disappear Mm -hmm. very (laughs) very interesting levels um in world seven but yeah I, i like this one 
it's got like that sense of dread at the end where the brambles are like closing and opening very quickly and you've got a barrel blast through um just an mm-hmm. overall like it's cool it's, it's good. bonus level. yeah it's a it's a good bone i think besides the first uh three bonus one it's just kind of like the, they've been pretty solid so far i don't think there's been a bonus yet i think we've disliked yeah i think generally like I'm thinking World 4 will be the first time I have, like, a true problem with a level, and it is mm-hmm. probably going to be that puzzle one, that one where you've got to find the, like, keys. Because uh-huh. um, I gener- I like World 4 a lot, um, which is surprising, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, 3K, though. That's Precarious Pendulums. Nightmarish oh. level. I wrote Nightmarish level on that my... <laughs> I'm trying to... It... Oh, my God. Is this the one with the barrels? Which one's no. this one? This is the one where the 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 pendulum platforms are swinging um like in half circle motions and there's like shock floors that if you stay oh, on them Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember this one. I remember yeah, this one was different. This one gave me some trouble. This one Dude, was pretty difficult. This is such a long <laughs> level too. It is. Like there are oh, barrel blasting parts that you're just like relieved yeah. to get to because they're easy. But like the parts with the swinging platforms, like you might this have to is... duck or roll to avoid one of the pendulums <laughs> that's going upwards with the lightning. And if you stand Man. on certain floors too long, they'll be like pressure plates and they'll start shocking you. You'll lose health. You could you could lose your uh, you could like lose a life well before you get into this level because of those things. Oh, I'm trying now. I'm like I'm remembering everything. Yeah, this one gave me. I remember this was just one specific part. I don't remember what it is. I don't know if that I just had to jump to a certain platforms, but electricity was like on off it'll come here and there and stuff like that or you couldn't stand yeah. the platform too long or else it would fall onto electricity it was one of like those areas in that section and just that one just gave me so much struggle and i was just like oh like i was like restarting at that point all the time it was difficult dude i beat it for the first time yesterday <laughs> ever and I, I did it in handheld mode too. I was like, because I have, I'm next to my computer when I'm taking my notes on the levels, and then I'll play them again on the TV. But like, dude, I tried uh, to to do it again uh, before we recorded. Uh-huh. I just, I got to the end and I, I fell. Like, not even Funky's like hover thing could could save me mm-hmm. towards the end. This this might be the the worst. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. There's, there's I, th- I feel like there's just one specific one that. That one just gave me so much struggle. I'm trying to remember which oh. one it is. It might be... Like, if Bopopolis wasn't the worst, then I feel like, for me, this one. Because the, the World 5 one, like, it was funny because when I was doing the World 5 one, I had remembered, after failing so many times, that you can buy items that will bring you, mm-hmm. like, green balloons. Uh, so I bought a bunch of them, took them in, ended up doing it without falling once. So... <laughs> oh, it was one... I think I've done... Wait, I think Every I did time that, too. That I... I think I did that. I think the exact same thing legit happened to me. Yeah, and then of course the world six K level is so easy with Funky because it's all about spikes and Funky doesn't get hurt by spikes. Oh, but yeah, World Three, um, that's World Three. It's it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's things are starting to get a little more interesting, and we're going to go into a world how, next week, World Four. That's mostly how. Water. How would you feel of the whole theme of this world, like the whole Savannah thing? I personally. I like it. I was like, man, I'm surprised they haven't done one earlier, and I really enjoyed this world a lot, like the theme of it and everything, and the music. Yeah, it seems like a theme that would have been at place in a world one. I feel like it would have been the first su- game. Yeah, if, they if, successfully made it feel interesting by introducing all these weird weather mechanics in mm. this world. 
I'm trying to also besides the boss and maybe the first bonus for me kind of being forgettable is pretty much a solid world. How would you you know what we should do? We should probably rank which world is better so far. From one, two, and oh, three, like which a, one? A world tier. Yeah, list? yeah, like a world. Like where, where you put one, two, and three right now? If we have to put them in there, like what's top, middle, and, and bottom? Um, of the first three, I'd probably put world two at the top, mm-hmm. then three, then one. And I that's agree. not to say one is bad. It's just yeah, like it's the beginning. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, I think I'm on the same boat with you on that one. I likely would say that the other worlds, the other three main worlds, all rank higher. Than, mm-hmm. than the first three but as i as, as we replay them um we'll we'll continue kind of like forming this ranking list so let's do some if that's all for tropical freeze this week yeah. uh let's go ahead and do some pokemon drip you want to go into it? sapphire all right yeah let's go into it <laughs> Uh, this week we're looking mm. at the fighting type gym leader the second gym leader of the hoenn region he's a surfer his name is brawly um broly yeah broly's got kind of like a like a look i want to say like a, a surfer top on red and or like orange and black he's got his goggles blue hair blue pants and those kind of like climbing those like fila look, shoes, feet <laughs> shoes. <laughs> look um, like feet here's yeah. the thing i i'll say this definitely am not digging the shoes i don't like the whole feet shoe thing at yeah you know like just wear regular shoes if not just go I, it's hard because I get it, you know, you don't want to go barefoot, but at the same time, just wear regular shoes. But the besides his shoes, I'm kind of liking the outfit. I'm digging it. It's not my favorite, but he's definitely, like, got a cooler design here in the Alpha and Omega games. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like his goggles. I like do like the goggles. I like how he does, like, look like a fighting trainer. <laughs> his shade of blue could have either been lighter. I think a, a lighter blue would have been a little bit better. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. It's not super out of the ordinary. You know, it doesn't quite reach the heights of Roxanne. You know, he is a surfer character. I'm glad they didn't just do the generic surfer type. I will say they did yes. put into detail what he looks like in the sense because of like, he's also fighting type, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I'm glad they didn't just go with the standard basic, just like safe one to go with. They actually yeah. really put a really like the shirt is supposed to represent. Obviously, he's a surfer. He wears something that's water, you know, clothing. But at the same time, he has, like, gloves on. Like, what would a surfer wear gloves? Obviously, he's a fighting type. I'll probably give Brawly three and a half Badoofs I, out of five. I'll give, give it a three and a half. I think if the maybe the shade of blue was a little different and different shoes or barefoot, I think would have been preferable. Yeah. Man, I don't know what I had in my mind about the Ruby and Sapphire ones being, like, more generic looking. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's so either the old solid. ones I was thinking of. Because, like, so far they've been fine. They've maybe been it's... Diamond and Pearl, I was thinking of. Maybe. You know, maybe. You know, I confuse different series all the time with different characters. Well, especially when there's so much of it. You could probably confuse them. Yeah. I, I know there's one gen, like the Sword and Shield gen, where, like, the gym leaders uh-huh. are all wearing a variant of the same exact it's a, thing. It's an so outfit that, one will be, that like, they're tough. For, Yeah. Okay. I get yeah. you then. But, yeah. Next week, I th- I can't remember who's next week. It might be mm-hmm. Norman. Um, Or, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm forgetting who the third gym leader. It's been a while since I played Ruby and Sapphire. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have a few news stories to get Q-news. to, but bef- yeah, but but before we do that, I have one game that I am going to talk about for just a couple minutes. It? That yeah, yeah, I think we got a, I think we got a little bit of time to to dedicate to this. Not not a huge. I don't have a lot to say, um, and more of it's kind of humorous. But 
back before the new year when they had the PlayStation holiday sale, which reached like over 5,000 items on sale, um, Mm -hmm. biggest sale I've ever seen on there. Uh, they had the Cobra Kai 2 game on sale. Mm-hmm. Oh, and nice. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me delve into this for, you know, nine bucks. Fine. I like Cobra Kai. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> it's not an awful game. It's definitely not as good as I was hoping it would be. But I think it's more interesting to talk about it than to play it. So I'm glad I played it because now we can talk about it. Um, this is a game where... You choose either Miyagi-Do, Cobra Kai, or Eagle Fang, which are the three karate factions from the the, uh, the Cobra Kai TV show. And you'll play as one of the main characters. God, why can't I remember? <laughs> the main characters? The names now. One's Tori, one's Miguel, and then um, Daniel LaRusso's daughter, um, whose name is just escaping me right now. Um, but you, you choose one of them and you kind of have your base of operations. You learn how to play and everything. And then you go through levels that you choose, um, around like the, the, the California area. And you, in, in each of those levels, you might have certain objectives. You might have to go through and recruit somebody to your dojo, like another playable character, because you can take in a group of four and switch to them at will, you might go in and do like a mini game to to get one of those characters or to get somebody to come be a part of your dojo's management team. And this is where I think the game gets like incredibly like in the realm of doing too much because you do have like a roster of characters that will quote unquote manage your dojo. Mm -hmm. And it just has lists upon lists upon lists of like financial things of like, like, people paying to be in the dojo or all this stuff about um like i don't even know what they are it's just the whole big list of numbers and stats that literally amount to nothing but they (laughs) felt the need to have like three or four screens with this information about like where the money is going or how much things cost or how much you're bringing in like you can literally just play a couple of levels and max mm. the entire thing out but there are still like three or four pages full of these stats that are so like it's business sim <laughs> got like a how much it everything feels costs? like the business sim in yakuza like a dragon except you can't really interact with it <laughs> it's just there it's just there okay That's I, so i find that really funny because like who's going to like peruse yeah. all this um this has a. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's so many playable characters. There's like a like a karate tournament mode. There's like 30 playable characters in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but like each character has like a, a status thing where they're like really happy or happy. They're just meh or they're sad or they're angry. And they'll like leave the dojo or you can kick them out. It's like this whole social sim thing. Again, yeah. doesn't really play a huge role, but it is a feature that's in the game. Uh, you can also learn moves and acquire moves or new stages from from getting characters. You can equip those moves to each character. Each character has their own uh, skill map thing that you have okay. to keep depositing points into. And, like, it's so nuts just how much stuff is in this game that does not amount to... <laughs> making that much of a difference Mm -hmm. um like i said every character can equip every move that you have unlocked 
and each of the special moves is attached to a um, like holding down a face button or like holding down a shoulder and pressing a face button that you have like this attack might give you health if you hit with it this one mm-hmm. might give you chi to do more attacks if you hit with um this one might give you um experience points and this one might give you money um the game really just boiled down to like me equipping everybody with like a healing move Uh um that was like an aoe attack and just spamming uh shoulder button plus x through every single level for like auto win It sounds like a weird game. They're adding so it's much so stuff. weird. It's it floaty. It's trippy. like the only thing that really works is the AOE attack. Um, I, I just would have thought it would have been a copy of Dive Kick. I didn't think like, like oh the Karate Kid is probably like a, a Dive Kick. Yeah. Clone. <laughs> well, but the first one was like a two D beat 'em up. This one's like a three D beat 'em up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. There's just these bizarre scenarios where you're like you're at the mall and then you're fighting against one of the characters to recruit them, but like the whole entire food court is like toxic and you're jumping across tables. <laughs> it's just like weird things like that happen. Uh-huh. Sometimes you're like having to not break uh like tables and stuff inside of a building, mm-hmm. but like no matter where you go, you're breaking tables inside of a building, so it just seems like some some like sometimes you're throwing like you're kicking enemies and doing like bowling into other enemies but mm-hmm. if you mess it up you just won't unlock that character it's so bizarre uh yeah i was kind of at a loss for words <laughs> <laughs> and for me I, i'm just picturing such a different game and just like i don't know what i'm picturing it's like not what i expected but also i don't know what it looks like so I, i'm just sounds like a fever dream game another one of those it just seems to me like they could have made a competent 3D beat 'em up with a handful of playable characters, mm-hmm. but they decided to go the route of like, well, nobody said no, so let's put this feature in. <laughs> well, nobody said no, so let's put that feature. In. That's funny. That is now that does sound like that. Oh, no one's looking, but just put it in. Don't worry about it. But most most of the main cast is the um, same. Uh, they're voiced by their actors from the tv show mm-hmm. which i thought was really cool um yeah not something i'll probably go back to i, I did start a second run with a, a different character but like yeah it's buggy too <laughs> like there was a point oh, where i just could not switch through the menus like uh-huh. and i couldn't go back and, and switch through the menus it's just like perpetually stuck so i'm like okay there's other ways to switch through your menus but like why wouldn't you want to just go in and press r1 to get to the so yeah, I mean, it was only nine bucks, and I got a lot out of it. So, the fan service was there. the 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 music is really good. I think it might have been the same guy that did the music for the show, mm-hmm. and like thirty something characters, like with really good character portraits. I mean, I can't complain. <laughs> That's Cobra Kai too. JoJo's Rising. <laughs> All That's right. What I was thinking too. What? The JoJo. You said it, and I was like, "That's what I was thinking too." It's so bizarre. Yeah. That's what it's no, no, no. It's called Dojo's Rising. Oh, <laughs> I'm calling this episode Cranky's Dojo. You know why? Because it goes with <laughs> Cranky's Dojo. It goes with Donkey Kong and Cranky Kai. Cobra Kai. <laughs> Cranky Kai. Oh, I think that's better. <laughs> Cranky Kai. That's better. That's better. I'm gonna use that one. All right, real quick, we'll rattle through our big news stories, and I. There's not a huge amount of discussion to be had mm-hmm. with them, they but they are big. They're um, pretty big, First yeah. off, 
uh, Avengers, mm-hmm. the game, the live yes. service game. What about it? Um, a, well, <laughs> it's a game. I'll preface this by saying it's a game that I will never stop saying that there's a good game in there. It's just always been so bogged down and smothered by the live service like uh-huh. trappings. Um, there is a good third person uh, hero beat em up slash shooter in there. Um, and no one can take that away from this game. Um, it's just everything around the game that kind of like <laughs> sucks. Um, so on March 31st of 2023, they are going to be having their final balance patch. They've announced that there's no new content coming to the game and that official support will end on September 30th, 2023, along with the game being delisted, but mm-hmm. still playable in both single and multiplayer. Now, I believe they are also giving away all the cosmetics to players of the game um, as, like, showing appreciation for, you know, supporting the game. And that does amount to a lot of dollars worth of cosmetics. I don't know mm-hmm. the exact number, but it's something that I'm, I'd be interested in because there are, like, $15 skins in this game. Uh-huh. Um, so they are also going to give access for free to the battle passes and we know in avengers each character has their own individual battle pass that costed like 1000 credits which is about 10 bucks so those should all be free um starting in in march mm-hmm. um it's just kind of sad what happened to this game it seems like they could have done uh, a game with incremental updates and new heroes as time went on without putting such an emphasis on paid premium cosmetics um gear grinding and just the live service element that has dragged games down admittedly quicker than this like Mm. babylon's fall or anthem like i'll I'll give it to avengers the live service portion did last for about two and a half years um but to think of what it could have been if it was like if there was dlc expansions to like say marvel ultimate alliance 3 which wasn't a live service but got very sizable content updates with new heroes it's just kind of like sad yeah it's pretty i mean we're not going to talk about anything about it pretty much we've been talking about it since the beginning there's nothing yeah i mean our our first intro in the podcast was about marvel's avengers that's it it's over it's the end of, of that yeah, so I've decided that this year I'm going to um, return to the game to use the new costumes, keep playing um, single and multiplayer, because um, it is a fun game, like I said. And now that that live service element is gone, I can enjoy this as a normal game that will be delisted, so new players won't be able to join, which is sad because there is a fun game here. Um, mm-hmm. It's sad to think that there was probably heroes in development for this that will never make it to the game. Um, Mm -hmm. Ones that were heavily rumored that I was very excited for, two in particular um, that we won't get into. I can't help but feel a little bit sad. We know Crystal Dynamics is doing a bunch of new stuff. I think they're with Embracer now. And Avengers was always going to come to an end at some point. But it, it makes me sad when the live service, like... That the uh, the higher up companies probably want a live service, and then that ends up you know gutting the game in the long run. Because yeah. when it comes to live services, if it's not one of those lightning in a bottle moments, it's not gonna probably end up turning into what you think it will. Yeah, agreed. At so. the end. sounds about right about what happened to Avengers. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. The game's there, but delist it. I don't know. We'll see how. This is all pans out. We're going to see what happens when they delist it. Let's see what goes on. Yeah. It'll join the ranks of other delisted games I like, like uh, 
Transformers were for Cybertron. <laughs> there we go. Oh, and and Deadpool. Like Deadpool wasn't a great game, but I didn't mind it. Like the yeah. the High Moon Studios Deadpool game. Yeah, it was fine. Other news story we got this week. Uh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft have recently canceled three unannounced games on top of the uh, report that Just Dance underperformed and so did Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Now, you might be wondering, and these are just, you know, my thoughts, why did Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope underperform when it got just as high and sometimes even higher review scores? Probably because it's a sequel to a game in a genre that is not popular mm-hmm. in the mainstream. Yeah. And that is your, like, XCOM Tactics game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially when the game was released in October last year when a lot of other big stuff was coming out. Um, on the eve, almost a couple months before Midnight Suns and Fire Emblem came out. So it's just... I, I, I don't... It's not to say it's a bad game because it's not based on, the, you know, the critical response. But it is a sequel to an XCOM style tactics mm-hmm. game. Um Just Dance might it just might be the fad is over. Yeah. Or they didn't release it on the Wii, obviously. Uh Maybe. so the Wii is probably like the most popular thing to ever play Just Dance on. <laughs> um but three cancellations. Uh Ubisoft is probably going to go hard on Assassin's Creed stuff cuz they an- they had all those announcement of Assassin's Creed games. Uh Skull and Bones delayed again. Uh, pre-orders on PSN were refunded and the game was taken off the pre-order thing on PSN. So it's another, (laughs) it's another thing. That's not a good sign. Uh, no, that is not a good sign. That's not a good sign. (laughs) Um, even like Duke Nukem forever didn't stop pre-orders, but that's before, you know, digital pre-orders were a thing. But when a company is providing a service and telling you that they're going to release it this time and you're anticipating it and then they're telling you yeah we delayed it but the pre-orders stay it's just okay they're delaying it they delay it and the pre-orders are going away and refunds are going out that's not a good sign that might be a cancellation robert this is the sixth delay of skull i'm I'm seeing cancellation (laughs) i'm seeing put it in the back you know back burner just put it there you're thinking it that's what I'm thinking. We'll I'm see. thinking not gonna be released anytime soon. I would not it, I, even if I don't think they'll cancel it, but I think that they just want it to I think they just want it out there and done with. I'll say this if you have a pre order and the whoever is providing you with will still have it here, if you want to keep your pre order, don't keep the pre order, just get a refund. You never know when a business goes away or this this, this and that happens, just get the refund. Anyone who has a physical pre-order at a place and they'll say, no, we'll keep the pre-order on lock. No, just it, it, they give you that option. Don't take it. Just take the refund. Whenever the new refunds or pre-orders and all that stuff comes out, just do, do that when the new, whenever the new pre-orders come out. Dude, I think in closing here, I, I'll share this thought. Why can we not have a regular Pirates game? Why does it have to be a multiplayer MMO thing like Sea of Thieves or this multiplayer live service Skull and Bones nonsense? Can we just have a regular Pirates game? <laughs> I don't know. Pirates aren't that thing anymore. They're not the thing. Man, you know what? I have my guess for the theme of Persona 6. I'm not going to tell you my guess until the theme actually gets revealed. And when it does, I'm, I'm going to be like, okay, was I right or was I wrong? But I'm also going to say I wouldn't mind if Persona 6 was pirate I'm surprised <laughs> there's not a From Software 
Pirate Souls game. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. I just thought about that, that right now. I'm surprised there's no pirate. Imagine you fight like sea creatures as like boss battles. Yes, dude, that would be amazing. Space Souls and Pirate Souls. Make it Space happen, Souls. Bandai Namco and FromSoft. <laughs> anyway, Robert, would you say we've done an episode for this week? Yep, that should wrap it up pretty much. All right, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. Subscribe and download an episode. Or listen on Google Podcasts and Spotify. And in honor of Last of Us, um, the TV show being, you know, on, I have two important things to say. First off, I am drinking Mountain Dew Pitch Plaque. Zero sugar. Uh, and second of all, a quote from the man himself and he says you know ellie we really are the burnout paradise remastered and we will see you guys next week bye later